Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 5 Give ear to my words, O Lord. Give heed to my sighing. Listen to the sound of my cry, my Queen and my God, for to you I pray. O Lord, in the morning you hear my voice. In the morning I plead my case to you and watch. Fear not a God who delights in wickedness. Evil will not sojourn with you. The boastful will not stand before your eyes. You hate all evildoers. You destroy those who speak lies. The Lord abhors the bloodthirsty and deceitful. But I, through the abundance of your steadfast love, will enter your house. I will bow down toward your your holy temple in awe of you. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your way straight before me. For there is no truth in their mouths. Their hearts are destruction. Their throats are open graves. They flatter with their tongues. Make them bear their guilt, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels. Because of their many transgressions, cast them out, for they have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them, so that those who love your name may exult in you. For you bless the righteous, O Lord. You cover them with favor as with a shield. Lamentations chapter 2, verses 13 through 17. What can I say for you? To what compare you, O daughter of Jerusalem? To what can I liken you that I may comfort you, O virgin daughter of Zion? For vast as the sea is your ruin, who can heal you? Your prophets have seen for you false and deceptive visions. They have not exposed your iniquity to restore your fortunes, but have seen oracles for you that are false and misleading. All who pass along the way clap their hands at you. They hiss and wag their heads at daughter Jerusalem. Is this the city that was called the perfection of beauty, the joy of all the earth? All your enemies open their mouths against you. They hiss, they gnash their teeth, they cry, we have devoured her. Ah, this is the day we longed for, at last we have seen it. The Lord has done what he proposed. He has carried out his threat as he ordained long ago. He has demolished without pity. He has made the enemy rejoice over you and exalted the might of your foes. Acts chapter 13, verses 1 through 12. Now in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers. Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Menaean, a member of the court of Herod the ruler, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. So, being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. When they arrived at Salamis, they proclaimed the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. And they had John also to assist them. When they had gone through the whole island as far as Paphos, They met a certain magician, 
a Jewish false prophet named Bar-Jesus. He was with the proconsul Sergius Paulus, an intelligent man who summoned Barnabas and Saul and wanted to hear the word of God. But the magician Elimius, for that is the translation of his name, opposed them and tried to turn the proconsul away from the faith. But Saul, also known as Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him and said, You son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, full of all deceit and villainy, will you not stop making crooked the straight paths of the Lord? And now listen, the hand of the Lord is against you, and you will be blind for a while, unable to see the sun. Immediately mist and darkness came over him, and he went about groping for someone to lead him by the hand. When the proconsul saw what had happened, he believed, for he was astonished at the teaching about the Lord. Good morning and welcome to the 23rd Tuesday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting actually from Walkersville, Maryland, just for um, just for this morning. Um, some of us may know today is Election Day. Um, I'm broadcasting this morning from Walkersville because uh, I'm actually uh, serving as an election judge uh, just a couple of blocks from the house. And... Um, I dawned on me that uh, despite my like non-reflection, I forgot to uh, reference All Saints at all, uh, which is actually a big deal. Um, the in fact, Halloween, All Hallows Eve, um, is a Christian holiday. Uh, we celebrate the night befores, you know, the the eves, um, pretty regularly. Um, vigils, we'll call them. And so the Vigil of All Hallows, All Hallows Eve, is the night before All Saints Day. And um, we remember the dead. And so, you know, it's not too much, you know, mental gymnastics to, um, to kind of see where remembering the dead, ghosts, ghouls, scary stuff, nighttime wandering, it, um, I don't know, hopefully it's relatively self-evident. Um, but it is a, a Christian holiday. It, it attaches itself to this day, November 1st, which is a feast of all saints, which is a day to remember all the dearly departed, the faithful departed. Um, some some churches or communities have like an All Souls Day to celebrate the living. And I don't know. That's cool, I guess. Um, but All Saints Day uh, remembers, you know, anybody that's died, not just Saints with a capital S, um, and that does in fact bring us to um, this. Brings us to this morning's reading, in particular Acts. Um, if you read your Bible every so often, you'll notice that there was. And I, <laughs> I kind of stumbled over it because I kind of it took me off guard. But there's this. There's two places where it, um, kind of caught me, and they both regard names of people, the saints. Uh, the first is this false prophet, Bar-Jesus. Um, Bar, I think, is like Ben, which is son of. Ben-Gurion, like the airport, that's son of Gurion. Um, it's the same as the um, uh, Arab Arabic word um, Ibn. Uh, it just means that you're a son of something. And I think Bar in 
anglicized Hebrew is Ben. But anyway, so it's the son of Jesus. Um, and I, I got to thinking, like, I wonder what that was in Greek or Aramaic or whatever language it was written. The New Testament was written in Greek, but it occurred for the most part, well, with the apostles, with commoners, it typically occurred in Aramaic. Um, and it, I don't know, sometimes it feels like everybody probably knows, but nobody talks about it. Jesus's real name is not Jesus. That's the anglicized name, uh, the Hebrew name that he was given. Um, and Matthew talks about how he's circumcised and he's given the name Jesus. Well, in Hebrew, the name that he's given is uh, Yeshua, which is the exact same name of the the young man who led the Israelites after Moses died in their military campaign. He was like kind of like the prototypical Christian soldier. Um, so Joshua, or Yeshua, we'll just say Joshua because that's also anglicized. I don't know... I think it has something to do with the Greek, like how the Hebrew got translated through the Greek and then into English, so he's Jesus. Um, anyway, so Jesus' name is Joshua, and that's also the name of a very important figure in um, in the Old Testament and the Hebrew Scripture, um, and it's the person who leads the people in a military campaign to take the land and then allocate it um, uh, based on the size of of the, all the different tribes. Um, and I've gotten to thinking about that, not just because of the reading this morning, but also this um, this stuff. Uh, I'm preparing Ponder Exchange episodes, and one of them, um, I will be talking about Joshua as, you know, the earliest Christian soldier, not the earliest, but like the the archetype or the, the exemplary Christian soldier, like what that looks like. Um and the other one is, and it's given here, is the apostle, the 13th apostle. You might know him as Paul, and you also might know that his name is also Saul, and maybe you think he changed his name or something. Um, but what really happens is he never actually changes his name. Um, his name is Saul in Hebrew. Um, Romans have difficulty pronouncing Hebrew characters, uh, and so when he was when he's before a Latin audience, a Roman audience, they refer to him as Paul, and that's why in the in the reading he actually says that you know he's also known as Paul. It's like I had a Korean friend um, when I was an undergrad, and his he went by John, and I knew he's Korean. I knew you know he's still learning to speak English. And I said, is what's your what's your given name like what is your name and he's like my name is john and i said no 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 no. what what do your parents call you and he said well it's hard to pronounce for english speakers but it's yeon or something like that and i was like oh okay so it's it's similar but like we take for granted the names you know one another's names um and what it you know to me the fact that joshua is the messiah um, and that Joshua led the people in this military campaign is not insignificant. It's actually really important. Um, and I'll talk about that in, in a future episode of Ponder Exchange, which um, if you want to look for it on uh, whatever podcast player you prefer, you'll find um, the trailer for Ponder Exchange. It's going to be dropping November 11th in just a couple of days. Um, and I'll have explainer episodes, but also just interview episodes with other Christian soldiers. 
Um, and so it matters what we call one another. Uh, the names of the saints, uh, little s saints, uh, both dead and alive um, in the New Testament. The saints are not the people who are dead. They're, they're other living Christians. Um, and again, it, how we use this language, how we identify one another is important. Um, and in the military, that's also important. Um, I was interviewing someone for Ponder Exchange uh, day before yesterday. And they talked about this accident, this really traumatic um, helicopter crash. And he's he's not a chaplain, but he's uh, considering ordination now. His name is Chris Chavez. He he read yesterday, and he tries to read most Mondays. And he said he went, you know he went up to this uh, young private and who was just kind of really clearly shaken by it. And he said, uh, "Are you okay?" And of course, the private insisted he was because. You know, we don't like to, we like to think that we know everything and we're indestructible when we're 19. Um, and so Chris said, well, what's your name? And he said, Private Smith, whatever it was. And Chris said, no, 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 what is your name? What is your first name? And I, I trust that my, that other soldiers and veterans will, will appreciate why that's significant. Um, why knowing our names and being called by our names is actually really moving and powerful um the the you know the breaking down the dehumanization that occurs in boot camp it is important it creates community establishes you know a baseline for everybody um and some of that i think is you know it is what it is but it also can lay the foundation for forgetting you know that that to a certain extent we are you know unique butterflies and uh, hopefully we're not snowflakes and melted room temperature, but we do each have this wonderful uniqueness. And I remember when I um, when I was a young paratrooper at Fort Bragg, um, I realized I didn't know anybody's name. I only knew it was on their their nameplate, which is their last name. Um, and it was it was really powerful to have. I was a I was an E three, and my my FO who was an E four. Um, because it's always hard to promote um, forward observers. But anyway, I remember we, we decided to go to um, Disneyland or something because they were giving free tickets for military. And uh, I, was, I met his girlfriend and I realized I'd never, I, didn't, I never knew his name. And so, and, you know, we've, I think he told me it was some, you know, kind of nondescript moment. But the rest of the time, I felt like I was talking to somebody totally different because I re- I all of a sudden was referring to him by his own name, not just the name that he was given, which was specialist so-and-so, and I don't want to out him, but um, to, to, to speak, to, to address someone, and to be addressed by the name that we are given is really powerful. And we make concessions, like my friend John, who is actually Yiyun. We make concessions like Jesus, when it's really Joshua. And there's an important correlation between Joshua the Messiah and Joshua the the soldier who um, who took the staff, you know, the rod of God and the and the and leadership after Moses, um, and so we lose sight of some of that when we make these concessions, when we we go by other names and we're known by other means, but there is something really powerful in in our true names. Um, and I'm, you know, I, I'm a believer that there's a, a name that only God knows uh, is ours. 
and we will be called by that name. And it may not be our, our first names. It might be, I suppose. Um, but there's something so powerful in, in, and, and vulnerable and intimate and connecting in knowing our names. Um, and so if you're in the service now, I encourage you to you know find out what your Joe's names are. Um, ask your NCO if you know if you hang out and maybe you don't. It, it may not be appropriate. Um, and that's precisely why, because uh, when we when we don't know one another's names, the the hierarchy it, the the hierarchy remains in place. And for there are there's good reason for that, um, and it's a fine balance between um, those structures that we're given, whether they're our names or our rank, or um, you know fill in the blank. And there's also an incredible, inspiring beauty in being able to dig just beneath those structures, just beneath the surface, and get it at the roots of who we are with one another, um, beside one another, um, and so often for one another. Um, and so I hope you'll consider what your name is um, and consider sharing your name, um, the name that you are given. Uh, by parents that love you, I imagine. Uh, maybe they didn't. I don't know. I hope they did uh, in their own way. Um, but that's what stu- stood out to me is this name, uh, you know, not just the magician and the false prophet, but Saul, uh, whose name is Saul. And he was called Paul, but he he was Saul. And Jesus, who was Joshua, he's called Jesus, but he's Joshua. Um, and the the meaning that that unravels that that opens up um, when we really truly know not just our own name uh, but the names of of others that we love and trust and follow a prayer for those we love from the book of common prayer almighty god we entrust all who are dear to us to your never-failing care and love for this life and the life to come knowing that you are doing for them better things than we can desire or pray for. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where PewPewHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with pewpewhq in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.